Uh, we're going to talk about Wild Card Weekend right now. Actually, a recap, Super Wild Card Weekend. First, some college basketball scores. We're going to go back to our roots because I'm feeling pretty good about Kansas State, up 24-12 to 12 right now over Kansas. We're on Kansas State tonight at home, plus one and a half. Good spot. Six and a half point favorites right now, live, minus 115. The total in the game, 151 and a half. And PJ, you're looking to buy back with some Kansas, huh? It's six and a half right now. What's the number you're looking for with the Jayhawks here on the road? Yeah, I think we want double digits. We can get like 10 and a half, maybe even nine and a half. I'll consider it. It's 24 to 12 right now. It's still six and a half. You know, Kansas is going to make a run at some point. Kansas State just can't miss right now in the first half. No, they're hitting everything from deep, too. They, they are hitting it's everything. It's very sloppy. It's extremely sloppy basketball. Sometimes that's how you like it, though. Yeah. You know, a Big 12 slot fest on a Tuesday night. Big Tuesday. What do you think about my Mississippi State Bulldogs up 13-8 to on Tennessee? That's what we wanted. One and a half point dog still, but you have to pay minus 125, so I don't recommend doing that. Low total. That thing continues to dip. Low scoring game. 11.30 to go in the first half. 123.5. The under minus 140. Houston, uh, it was just... It was 13 to 11 about two and a half minutes ago. Now Houston's all over Tulane, 26 17. They're 14 and a half point favorites. Only one game going down in the association. And right now, it doesn't start actually for six minutes. Bucks Raptors. I love the NBA. Uh, this game tips off. Is this a 7 30 tip? Yeah. Oh, I'm losing my mind. I thought it was a 750. Well, let's talk a little football then. Yeah. PJ, before we get into anything, I want to hear from you because the Baltimore Ravens, all week long, we felt really good about the Ravens at eight and a half. Felt great about them at nine. They dipped all the way up, went all the way up, I should say, to nine and a half. Came back down to eight before kickoff. Tyler Huntley fighting Snoop Huntley. Greg Roman, the worst play caller in NFL history, possibly, right there with Joe Lombardi, who lost his job. Brandon Staley keeps his job for the Chargers. Joe Lombardi, he's out. But it looked like you guys had that one in the bag. We're going to probably pull off the biggest upset of Wild Card Weekend. And all of a sudden, instead of just giving the ball to J.K. Dobbins, like I thought that that decision was comparable with comparable to Pete Carroll not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch. thousand percent. And having on. Russ Wilson play hero and getting picked off against the Patriots in that Super Bowl. You have J.K. Dobbins, who finishes that game with only 13 carries, P.J. He was averaging six yards per rush. You rested him the week before. Just... How are you feeling, man? Guys, the Ravens ran 10 plays inside the five-yard line. Do you know how many touches J.K. Dobbins got inside the 10-yard line? One. I you know do. what he did with that touch? He stretched out for a touchdown. That's the only touch he got inside the te- inside the five-yard line. It was just, I mean, that's Roman. You guys know I've been harping on it all season long. I said the Ravens on paper have the team, but that guy's going to hold him back. And without Lamar, he was going to need to be at his best like Kellen Moore was last night. Kellen Moore was spectacular last night. He was great. That fourth down play call with the Dak. Oh, that bootleg, the fake was just beautiful. Play call here, maybe. It was it was spectacular. That's the thing, though. You know, Roman tries to outthink himself, and he doesn't just let the game come to him. Kellen Moore understood that the Bucks were going to sell out on that, and he bootlegged it. But with the Ravens, man, you got Gus Bus back there. You got Dobbins, like you said. It's just, it's unfortunate. They had him. They had him. If they punched that in to go up 24-17, I think they probably win the game. Do you know the Bengals had one first down? After Burrow scored that rushing touchdown, there was 5.55 to go in the third quarter. Bengals had one first down to finish out that game. It was on the roughing the punter penalty. Was, oh, my God. That was it. That offense did nothing late in that game. Our defense was spectacular. It was just, it was Roman in the play calling in the red zone. That was just the killer. You think Cincinnati's going to be able to do more against the Bills than they were up against the Ravens with the I think the Ravens defensively right now probably a little bit more 
opportunistic than the Bills are? Yeah, it's, you know, that's, you know, Ryan? that's, that's the big question mark. I, I think Buffalo being at home is going to be a big factor. I think the Ravens defense is better, but just Buffalo being at home, yeah. I think is going to be a big key. It's going to be a great game. I think you guys feel the same way. I think whoever wins Bills Bengals is going to the Super Bowl. For sure. That's the way I feel. Yeah, I don't know, man. Unless the Chiefs are just like the sleeping giant right now. I'm worried about the Bengals. No Jonah Williams. Most likely he leaves with a left knee injury. Uh, Kappa's out. They were talking. I read an article that they were trying to convince. I don't know if this was a joke. Andrew Whitworth, who's on the Thursday night broadcast all season long for Amazon Prime to come out of retirement. And he was like, my heart's telling me yes. But uh, my body's telling me I can't do it. So that's how bad it is. And now they're going against the Bills. And I know the and the Bills are like healthy on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know Von Miller, which obviously uh, kills them. But still, that's a really good pass rush, really good linebackers, really good secondary that's continuing to get healthier. I think that the Bengals are big screwed. And I think that's why that number continues to go up. Really quickly is Lamar Jackson in Baltimore next year. And where's Greg Roman? CFL? Hopefully XFL, on the couch watching Down the street, like coaching the defenders. Year. Man, the Lamar thing is interesting. The piece that nobody's talking about in all this is the Ravens only have five draft picks in this upcoming draft. And if you know anything about the Ravens, they love to trade back more than anybody. So I think that's, I think they're definitely going to field offers. They're going to listen and see if they can get anything for them. I do think they want him back in Baltimore, though, but it's just going to have to be for the right price. If he gets, if he is convinced that he needs the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got, will the Ravens give it to him? They should. I, they should. I mean, are you going to watch Snoop Huntley try will. to extend his arm like he's Michael Jordan in Space Jam again? Because he's five foot eleven. That's the thing. The Ravens are close. If they re-sign Lamar, if they get rid of Roman, and if they just sign another receiver, like they're good enough to win it all. They should try they're to close. go after D Hop for sure. For oh, sure. Oh man, for sure. That would make Lamar happy. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. If you're Lamar, so you represent yourself. You go all in for yourself this year. And then you watch Roquan Smith, was that last week or two weeks ago, get that deal. He also represents himself. He doesn't have an agent either. So it's like, okay, well, we're not going to do business in season. Mm -hmm. And then Roquan gets all that money, all that money guaranteed. You have to be even more pissed if you're Lamar right now. That may, that may have been, that may have broke the relationship right there. Might, maybe. It but did. you know what would fix the relationship? If they call Lamar right now and say, whatever you want, man. And we're going to trade for D-Hop. You know, you're going to be more involved with the play calling. I think he already is, though. You're going to be more involved with the personnel. The Ravens tweeted out like three hours ago that on Thursday they're holding a press conference with Harbaugh and their GM, Eric DaCosta, which is very unusual to have both of them there. It's usually just like the head coach, end of season. So the fact that DaCosta's there, obviously, I think is a PR stunt because you don't want Harbaugh having all the, the answers. You know, it's DaCosta's job to negotiate and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe they're going to talk about a new deal or something. Who knows? Have you guys or, seen Lamar on social media? He's been very active. Yeah. With all his photos and Took stuff. His, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's always that's that's the first thing that I always go to is the social media. Did he unfollow the Ravens? All right, we'll get back to the Bengals offensive line. It's beat to hell. We'll preview that game all week. Bengals Bills, but we got to talk Cowboys. Huge win last night, 31-14. If you played Tampa teasers like me, you were a big dummy. Dak last night, 25 of 33 passing, 305 yards. Four touchdowns, no picks, a QB rating of 143. Tom Brady loses for the first time to the Cowboys, throws his first red zone pick since uh, Master P was saying, uh. So Trista, was. Uh, is that what we expect now from Dak this week against a really good San Francisco defense? Because PJ, myself, we're all in on the Cowboys. Big money on the Cowboys. Do you feel the confidence that we're feeling with Dak and Dallas going to San Francisco? 
Can't do it. Mike Mike McCarthy's got his big chain on, though. I can't do it. Why can't I do it? Because the more pessimistic I am about the Cowboys, the more that they win. As soon as I have hope, ah. they lose. So I'm just going to continue here on my laptop saying things that are mean about the Cowboys, like Cowboys are going to lose tonight, trust, and just hopefully upon the mush factor, and PJ knows this is about 100% efficacy, is just wait, wait and maybe the Super Bowl is in the grasp of the Cowboys if I continue to hate on them. I think this is a prop game for me. My heart won't let me take either side of this. If I was going to do anything, I would take the Niners, just like I did again with Tampa. Don't do it. Um, I know. I know. I'm probably going to take Zeke Unders, though. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be able. If he can't run up against Vita Vea, and Vita Vea is very good, very good. So I'm not, this is no shade against Tampa's run defense because it's good. But the Niners are even better. So I'm probably going to play Ezekiel Elliott Unders. Probably going to play some Dalton Schultz overs. I think it's a prop game for me. I think it's a prop game. I don't think you could shut down San Francisco's run game, but do you think Dallas could just contain him, like force Brock Purdy into some some I known do. passing downs? Because if Micah plays like he did last night and he got a little bit dinged, I know, but if they could get that pass rush, especially on the interior that they got on Brady, I, do. I think they could make life a living hell for Brock Purdy. Finally, somebody's going to do it. Yeah. I yeah. need Brock Purdy to lose. I want to be the hater of the year. I don't care. He's a fun story. He has no business being there. You know who does? My quarterback. Dak Prescott of America's team. Yeah, him too. Oh, I, I, you know what? And, and and here's the other thing that drives me nuts, all right? So I was a little bit of a hater on Mike McCarthy because he needed to go. It's like when my parents like got divorced in the third grade. Yeah, we're going there. It was like they clearly didn't like each other. I love my mom. I love my dad. But they hated each other. All they did was fight. It was like, you guys got to break up. That was the situation. I still think Mike McCarthy's a good motivator. I don't know that he's the best X's and O's guy, but he's a good coach. I'll right. say that, right? right? Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. They weren't going anywhere together. They had to. They had to have a divorce. They had to break up. So now everybody's tweeting me. Oh, it looks like Mike McCarthy wasn't the problem. Where's Aaron Rodgers? Look, Sometimes it's last just night not was fit. all on Kellen Moore oh, and Dan yeah. Quinn. Mike McCarthy. He's just the motivator. He's just the big goof. Let me ask you this: the total in the game is forty-six and a half. I think my favorite bet is the under. But does Dallas and the under correlate? Do I need Dallas? Like to win in a shootout against San Francisco, or do you think I want a low-scoring game? I think the I think the over correlates with Dallas winning. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, so I, I'm staying away from the total. You can't stop that offense. I yeah. mean, you just I think they're you got to pencil them in for at least 24 every game. Yep, they're just they're a machine. And if they if they're not getting 24, you're in real trouble. Like real trouble. We're gonna hear about this all week. I haven't even turned on the radio today. Is anybody talking about the Dan Quinn Kyle Shanahan matchup? Because obviously they know each other right. pretty well. Who do you get? I can't believe I'm even asking this. Who would you give the advantage to? So Dan Quinn obviously knows everything about Shanahan. Shanahan knows everything about Quinn. Who would you give the advantage? I mean, to? you have to I mean, give I'm it to Shanahan while I'm asking we, this. Quite, yeah, me we too. played. Sh- we played Kyle, this. Right? This happened. We asked these questions a year ago, and the Cowboys <laughs> lost at home at but, the crib. But they should have won that game. Let's be honest. I don't know if they should have won that game, but I mean, they should have at least had a better play call. You can't run a quarterback draw with no timeouts. Yeah. Not only that, but the schedule makers did Dallas no favorites, having them play on a Monday night yeah. and then playing on a Sunday night, where San Francisco gets the first game of Wild Card Weekend, and now they get the last game of the divisional weekend. So Shanahan gets to sit at home. He gets to watch the Cowboys game. He gets to take out his notepad and figure out what he wants to do. While Dan Quinn gets a short week and he's interviewing for jobs, I definitely think it's Shanahan. I don't like that Dan Quinn is interviewing for the Colts job right now. As a Cowboy fan, I feel like that's a big distraction. Ooh, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you there. I, I don't like that that move. I just feel like you should be able to wait 
Wait until next week. Wait until, you know, at least you now know you're going to the NFC Championship game or you're at home. Dan Quinn does not need to be going through the process right now when he needs to figure out how to stop Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Debo Samuel and, 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 and. Yeah, a lot of dudes. This, But think about it like this. You know what this could come down to? And I know PJ's all about the Cowboys getting to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm starting to get there too. Especially if Jalen's not 100% healthy and they see the Eagles. This could be the Dak revenge tour. So he told Brady he was coming back for him last year. We all laughed. He eliminates Brady. Next week, how did that season end last year? In embarrassing Awfully. fashion against San Francisco. Now... He offs the 49ers. Revenge game for Dak. Then, maybe he sees the Eagles. Revenge game. Just because they hate each other. What's the revenge? Well, it's Philadelphia and Dallas. They don't like each other. Yeah. They hate each other. Yeah. That would be tremendous. And then, who would he play where there's a revenge in the AFC? Well, then, then they're getting just blitzed by the Bills or the Bengals yes, uh, or the Chiefs. I mean, we just you just want them to get there. While we're talking this, so obviously, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about Seattle. They were just outmatched. Did Brock Purdy prove to you they could win a Super Bowl with them? I still think, like, come on, that's Seattle's defense. There were defense. some throws, weren't there, where you're like, the pass was a little high, a little yep. shaky. There were a couple times at the end of the first half where he, like, rolled out, and I'm like, if Micah Parsons was there, DeMarcus Lawrence was there, they yeah. would sack you. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle just doesn't have a good defense. They I have don't. no I have no real gauge. I'm not saying he's bad. No. I'm not saying that he can't take him to the Super Bowl, but do I have confidence? Do I have faith in this? No, I don't have faith in this because Seattle can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. Let alone my man Christian McCaffrey from going off for 100 yards. I mean, the one thing that they did slow down was George Kittle and congratulations, I lost my my prop and fine, but no, I don't think that Brock Purdy being able to shred this defense gives me any meaningful hope that he's going to be able to do that against Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. It's a great story, though. Purdy Amazing is. story. You know, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and then really quickly, because I want to talk a little bit more about this Chargers Jacksonville game. So let's save that Miami Buffalo. Any concern with the Bills and the Josh Allen turnovers? I have major concerns with the turnovers. In fact, that's what I said. I love the Bills this weekend against Cincinnati because of the injuries on the offensive line. I think the only way the Bills don't win and cover is if Josh Allen goes full Favre because that's what he looks like. He's like young Favre because he can make every single throw, but sometimes it's like, dude, just take the easy throw. We don't need the turn. He loves to throw deep for no reason. Like you did, you, that throw is not there. 